Who welcome to another episode of the Good Guys Podcast. My name is Brandon Nixon. I'm a happy man and a humble father of four. And as always, I am joined by none other than the honorable, the reverend, Slim Rev, aka Joshua Tazzy. What's good, BD? What's good, man? I'm here. I'm glad you're here, bro. I'm here. I'm glad you're here. Because they always knew I was here. That's right. That's right. But I am here and we are ready. We've got a great episode for you guys here today. Um, If you have not done so already, uh, if you like our content here at the Good Guys Podcast, feel free to hit that subscribe button. Okay? Subscribe and hit the bell so that you get post notifications so you know anytime that we post new content. Like and comment. Help us grow here at the Good Guys Podcast. We're about 200 subscribers away from hitting 1,000 subscribers. So we are this close, guys. Help us get there. Let us make this final push um, so that we can go ahead and cross that threshold here at the Good Guys Podcast. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, other than that, we're going to go ahead and get started as we customarily do with the weekly airing of grievances. And we've got one today and, and, and normally it's a grievance, but today I, I want to start off by saying that I'm thankful that we have made it through the holiday season. Oh man. The holiday the season is... It, it's a time that a lot of men avoid. Like we talked about, you know, cuffing season and how you want to make sure that you're not, you know, you're, you're not cuffed up during the holiday season because that's when, you know, you buy all the gifts and, you know, you have to meet with family and things like that. And those are okay things when you're in a relationship. But if you're not really in a committed relationship, you don't want to, you don't, you don't want to do all that. But we're married, so I don't mind. I don't mind, you know, visiting with in-laws. I don't mind buying my wife gifts. But there is one gift, J.E., that I just don't understand. <laughs> For years, I have I have bought this gift and never really understood the significance, the purpose, the the functionality, like it doesn't make any sense to me why women want flowers. Don't get it, man. I I, I just don't get it. Uh, the ladies who watch the Good Guys podcast, help me out, okay? Please, if you've never hopped in the comments of the Good Guys podcast before, please hop in the comments today because I need help on this one. Why do women want flowers as a gift, J.E.? Why? They, they, they serve no intrinsic purpose, okay? They, they don't do anything for you. They don't, you know, they, they, they're not about to make you no money. Nope. They're not about to, like, I, I, I really don't know what the purpose is of flowers. I asked my wife. And she gave me two things. Okay. Hmm. And I have an an active rebuttal for both of these two points. The first point she said, 
is that they make you feel special. I make you feel special. I don't do that for you. I'm here. Here, right here in the flesh. Okay? Hmm. I, 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 I cuddle next to you in bed, keep you warm. I, I, I cook for you on occasion. I, I go out and I provide, keep the bills That's paid, right. keep the lights on. That's that doesn't right. make you feel special. That's right. It should take a picture. She, women should take a picture by the lights and say, look what my husband did for me. Yeah. That should make you feel special in the social media world. Absolutely. And I mean, like, how does it make you feel special when every woman on planet Earth on Valentine's Day is getting flowers? Please tell me, because when I go to the grocery store on Valentine's Day uh, at the last minute, as 97% of men yeah. do. Oh, yeah. I'm my best in those moments, BD. I see, I see an army of men doing the exact same thing with the exact same look on their face. Why am I here <laughs> buying these flowers at the last minute, just like everyone else, to make my wife feel special when it, we're all doing the same thing? How does that make you feel special? It's not a unique gift. Okay. No. The, if you if you go next door, your neighbor is getting his wife the exact same thing. She's getting the same thing. She's getting same flowers. Thing. You can drive down the neighborhood and you probably see pro flowers box on the front porch valentine's day at uh, 1-800-flowers.com on the porch mm -hmm. valentine mm -hmm. it everybody gets they all get the same thing so how does that make you feel special wouldn't you rather have something that you know it really is going to make you feel special something that can actually do something for you that's right i have tried Time after time to 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 step inside the mind, J.E. of a maze. Of, of, of a woman and, mm -hmm. and, and think of how I would feel if someone gave me flowers for Valentine's Day. If I was a female and someone gave me flowers and I, I just I can't wrap my mind around it. If you gave me flowers, I'm looking at it and I'm, and I'm like, what am I supposed to do with that? Like, do I just look at it? Uh, I, I, I can't eat it. BD, BD, a man's mind is a map. A woman's mind is a maze. Mm. At least in our minds, you have alternate routes. Alternate, alternate routes. Right. And the mind of a woman, I think, is just a maze with no guide. Because I don't understand with flowers, bro. Like, like, like what you're saying, like, is it the colors? Is it the smell? If it's the smell, I can get you some plugins. That was number two. At least. That was, was number, number two. two? <clears throat> she said they smell good. They don't smell like nothing. They don't I smell good at all. They don't smell good. All I smell is like pollen. Like, I'm like, bro, am I a bee? In fact, they do. Then, in fact, they smell bad. They smell bad, bro. I'm like, bro, don't let these people lie to you in these movies since she was a kid smelling flowers. And now in your mind, you think you're smelling something that's not even there. They told if you, you want, they if, smell good. They told you they smell good and they don't smell like nothing. All you got to do, let me get you some plugins. Let me get you some flower plugins. At least that will keep you going for 60 to 90 days. At least, at least, at least your home smells flowerly, fl fl like flowers. See, that's the difference. See, the, the, between the man, the, the, <coughs> the male mind and the female mind, I, I, you know, I, like our, our, our mind is just logical. 
And I don't know, maybe that makes for a more dry existence, uh, but it's it's more functional. I, I don't know. If if I want something to, to smell good and you want to give mm-hmm. me something, if I'm a female for Valentine's Day, get me a plug-in. Get me a Glade plug-in. And now my house smells good. You gave me something that has some intrinsic value. I can plug <laughs> this into the wall. Now my <clears throat> house smells good. Thank you. I feel special. You, you know why, BD? Why? That ain't gonna get you no likes on the ground, BD. <laughs> you gotta the woman gotta kneel all the way down to the floor by the plug in. Act like she's smelling it. Yeah. That ain't gonna but at the end of the day, all your other girlfriends on Instagram smell nothing. At least you smelling something. I'm just saying. I mean, if you really want to get in your creative bag, you can make that Instagram worthy. You know, you can oh, to yeah. put on a nice filter, did to get the slow-mo, show you plugging it in, and then you And then do a little twist. Do straight. a little twist. Bam. Insta worthy. You're good to go. I just See, man, don't understand. Go ahead, Jake. First, first off, man, I just don't understand Valentine's Day. I think I think that's the that's the sickest holiday. Probably probably at the bottom level as Halloween. Mm-hmm. I think as a man, because at least for Halloween. No, no, knock to Christ, because I don't celebrate it. <laughs> but, but if, but if I, bruh, at least I get to dress up and get candy. Valentine's Day, <clears throat> we men get nothing. You know, like, like, is that well? We well, but at the end of the day, bro, like, man, okay, it's over. Then what else do I got to go back to? At least you get to go to your flowers. What I got to get back, go back to? I go to my online bank and be like, I can't believe I spent that much on flowers. <laughs> right. See, for us, after the after the happening has happened. After we have finished, what a man has nothing to go back to. We have to go back to probably taking the trash out, wash some dishes. Hey, babe, can you go grab me the remote that's over there? Like, that's why I can't wait to have kids, because I'm tired of getting remotes, bro. Okay. I think there needs to be a holiday for men, bro. We've talked about because, this. <clears throat> because, bro, like, honestly, Thanksgiving with family, that's not for us. Maybe we'll get a plate out of it. Cool. Christmas, get a plate, cool. New Year's, then Valentine's Day. Why couldn't Valentine's Day be in April, bro? My Mother's Day. Oh, man. There needs to be, see, 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 hold on. Ladies have Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Men should have Valid Times Day. What? Valid Times. Valid Time. Oh. Valid Times. Mm. Meaning, hey, on this day for men, we do things that's valid for us with our time only, exclusively, separately from you. Mm, okay. Valid times day. Imagine that day for men. What's valid for you, BD? What would you do on valid times day, BD? Um, I don't know, because I'm telling you, like, when you get married, like I was talking to, uh, I was talking to my wife uh, a week or so ago, and mm-hmm. she was like, Cause I wanted to watch. It was last weekend. I wanted to watch the All Star Game. Normally on the weekends we watch, you know, reality shows and stuff like that. Whatever she wants to watch, and she like she really thinks in her mind that I am watching these shows uh, out of the you know me actually wanting to see the show. No. And I had to let her know. 
that, babe, I do enjoy watching these shows with you. I have no problem spending quality time with you. But no, <laughs> if I were single, I would not be watching The Real Housewives of New Jersey by myself. New Jersey? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and, and, and I think she kind of took offense to that. I think she really believed that I was interested in these shows. No. And I'm not. Um, so it got, she was like, what, (laughs) she was like, so what would you be doing? You know, if, if you weren't, you know, watching these shows with me and I got to thinking, I don't know, like, it's been so long since I've been married. You kind of lose, you lose yourself, like you kind of lose, like, so I had to think like, what was I doing when I was single, like on the weekends and stuff like that. And I mean, you know, I think I used to, I'd probably be at the gym. So I'd probably yeah, go to the yeah. gym, probably work out, probably hoop a lot more. Hoop. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably play some video games and I'd probably grind. And that's it. That is what I told her. I that's was like, it. I would grind. Back then that's I was right. really working on music and stuff like that. That's what I did. Like I wasn't watching TV. I was yeah. either at the gym hooping or I was working on music. So yeah, like that's what I would do with a valid times day. I would do the things that I am passionate about that I no longer get to do uh, as a married man. And that's okay. You know what I mean? You, 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 I mean, you still have time um, at, but, but when there, you're but, married. But, but our time and their time is different. See, they quality time for them is not by themselves. Mm-mm. Quality time is with us. See, right. our quality time is slim to none with them. It's quality. Don't get me wrong. No, I'm talking about as far as how we're made. Yeah. See, our quality time is grinding by ourselves because we we want to make we want to make things happen. That's quality time. Right. Quality time with our wives is not the same because with us, we're thinking I could be making more money right now. Right. I could be I could be really paying two months ahead right now. Right. But I'm sitting there watching a movie. <laughs> Like BD, man, sometimes I be looking at these movies and I say, this is why women are the way they are. I see the scheme of the devil in these movies, bro. Wow. I see the warping of the minds in these movies, bro. Every Lifetime movie, every, what's the other mm. one? Uh, Hallmark movie ends, but they never show the, the divorce. They never show the complications of the relationship. All you see is this man chasing the woman. The woman's getting nervous. The woman catches the man in something that he didn't really do, but didn't. she thought he did something else. Then she gets mad at him. Then he shows up at the coffee shop talking about, I'm sorry, with a bunch of flowers. The other guy that she was going to marry did something stupid. <laughs> he fall off the map. And then this guy gets married. They get married. And all you see is the wedding. You never see the after the marriage part. That's pretty much the plot of every romantic comedy ever. Show me, show me what happens after that. Show me the week after the honeymoon. Mm. Show me when the un- unexpected, unsuspected bill comes through in the mail. <laughs> show me that movie. Because I promise you, because men, I'm not saying men are more prepared. I just think when the logical, when you got a good man, a good woman too. The logical stuff is easy to predict. Yeah. The emotional stuff is hard to predict. Yeah. It's hard to predict how you will respond. Like, like there needs to be movies that that shows these simulations. How they, they need they need to do modules. Like we're gonna see the movie. Don't don't give us movies. Give us modules. <laughs> Twelve minute sections of simulating uh, conflicting moments in relationships, and then marriages. Couple sit back and ask, how will we handle that? That's a great idea. I'm going to do that. I'm going to see if my wife will be my, don't mind being an actress in that. And just say, hey, let's, no, well, 
probably got to hire two single people to play. Um, because I think, I think, I think, I think if they see that they've been lied to, then they'll be like, why are we watching these movies? Let's watch the game. <laughs> let's watch something that's, well, it's kind of rigged, but let's watch something real. This is why we need women. <laughs> if it were up to us, <laughs> life would be so boring. And Yeah, it would be boring, but it would be a lot of money around us. <laughs> nah, you're right. We They add the spice to our bland. Exactly. They do. That's why you need both. That's why God made men the way they the we are. That's why God made women the way that they are. This is just See, two men ranting from our point of view. And yeah, there needs to be a valid times day, the day after Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. After we done bought that candy, after we did that, there needs to be what what we go do by ourselves for a whole day and take a picture. Hey, look what I'm doing. Grinding. <laughs> Hashtag grind mode. Right. Happy Valentine! Happy Valentine's Day, guys. That's right. I can buy you also, more flowers next year. Yeah, flowers is money. Dumb, flowers are the dumbest thing, bro. Ladies of the Good Guys podcast, please help me out because <clears throat> I really don't understand. My wife gave me two points. I just gave uh, a solid rebuttal to both points. Um, so please give me some more good points on why in the world flowers do uh, like what do they do for you? What purpose do they serve? Bruh, they have thorns. Like, they don't even want to be plucked. Right. They want to be left alone. Leave the flowers they, alone. Leave the flowers alone. Let them, let them, let them do them. You take, you chop them at their bottom. You snatch them out of their garden mm. to put them in a vase to smell your garlic breath as you, as you smell their rose. Come on. It's not right. It's not Can't right. Be right. Can't be right. All right. That's enough of our rant. Um, on flowers. We're going to go ahead and keep it moving into uh, the main topic of the day. We've got a good one here today, J.E. Oh, let's get to it, MBD. We've got a good one here today. So we're both married men. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we've been married for a little while. We kind of know, um, you know, some of the things that come with marriage, some of the things that you need to prepare for, some of the things that you need to look out for. And so today we're going to help our single counterparts, um, male and female. We're going to talk about some of the things that you need to look out for and how you can know that you're ready to get married. We've got, I think, four, four signs that you know that you're ready for marriage. Um... And so I'll go ahead and get started. We uh, The first one um, that I've got here is that you're planning a marriage and not just a wedding. Mm. Right. I think that's one that a lot of people kind of um, they, 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 they don't have the priorities right on that one. Because a lot of times when you're, you know, when you're talking about getting married, I think, you know, it's it's OK and it's natural to get excited about the wedding. You know, the wedding's important. But I think people put so much emphasis and so many resources and so much time and thought and effort into the actual wedding. And I think people neglect to put that same effort, that same work ethic, that same amount of planning Mm -hmm. into the actual marriage. And I'm not even talking about like, 
you know, down the road after the wedding. I'm talking about the same way you planning for that wedding. You should be planning for the marriage before. Like, you know what I mean? Like one of the things me and my wife did before we even got married, we sat down and we looked at here's how much I make. Here's how much you make. Here's what our expenses are going to be once we, you know, move together. Like you plan that stuff because that's one of the biggest things that you run into in marriage is finances. Like that ends a lot of marriages. You plan, you ask questions. J.E. has dating prep uh, card game. There's a mm -hmm. lot of good questions in there that you might want to find out before you marry that person. So, you know, that's the first point. Plan <clears throat> for a marriage, not just a wedding. Yeah, BD, I think a lot of people get that twisted because I think society, just like with Valentine's Day, just like with any type of uh, propaganda, they push before the eyes of people what they want them to feel important to fill their pockets. And I think when you have insecure people trying to handle or, or pursue a secured thing, they mismanage it. And so what happens is a lot of people want to be seen. Insecure people love to be seen. So therefore, they focus on what most people will see. See, most people won't see your marriage, so they don't plan for that. Right. So what they do is they plan for something that they can get likes on, mm. that they can get uh, uh, inspire other people's wedding ideas. They care because you can tell by how much money they put into it. I have talked to a lot of people who put, I had one couple that spent $25,000 on their wedding that's a down payment on a mortgage bd do you know what i if if i had twenty five thousand at my disposal i'm spending about two thousand on the wedding bro <laughs> like as a man <clears throat> now as a man twenty thousand going in the bank five thousand max so what i'm saying is is that most people who are single a lot of people who are single and married are so deeply insecure that they can't even recognize the insecurity that they care more about how but they care more about uh, being seen than uh, than actually winning. Because most people don't understand that valuable things are locked away. So what they think so what they do is, especially in the social media era, they want everybody to have access to what is too valuable for them to have access to. Like, I'm not going to show where I live. I'm not going to show where I go. I'm not going to show people my habits. I'm not going to show people my marriage as far as that, because it's too valuable. The more eyes you have on it, the more the more deep in your insecurities can become. So, BD, I think the reason why people plan for the wedding instead of for the marriage, because they care too much about being seen than actually being uh, stewards of, of something that's valuable because marriage is work, bro. Like, like people understand, like, 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 like there are some things that's going to hit you. No marriage is molded the same. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, like, like you don't know what's going to catch you off guard. You don't know what's going to hit you five years from now, but it is guaranteed that you will be hit. Right. So if you don't know how to take hits and spar, you got to spar before you get in that boxing ring, because if not, you ain't going to know how to handle the hits. And that's where, like, where you talk about, you know, the movies, the romantic comedies and things like that, they show, you know, they show the love story. They show, you know, <clears throat> them them winning each other's hearts and, 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 you know, fighting through those obstacles. And then they get to the marriage and it's the grand finale. And, you know, there's celebrations and there's doves released into the air and, 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 and Luther Vandross is over somewhere singing. And, and here come the credits. And here come the credits. And you don't see the after the marriage, like that's when the real work starts. That's the non-glamorous part. And so everyone is like, oh, the marriage, oh, the marriage, it's my, you know, it's, it's our special day. It's a fairy tale wedding. 
that's cool, but that's not the reality of marriage. Marriage is work. It is sacrifice. It is dedication. You know, so you have to prepare for that. That is what you need to prepare for. And no, it's not the, like you said, it's not the glamorous thing. It's not, the, you know, what people are going to like on Instagram, but that's the part that you got to prepare for, man. And a lot of people don't do that. Like, and then you just spend a lot of money sometimes on these marriages. Like that sometimes people don't think about it, but sometimes that ends up being the the thing that ruins their yeah. marriage. You spend <clears throat> all that bread. You had 25 stacks. You spent it on the wedding five years later. You know what I mean? Like your finances aren't right. You're struggling. She's stressed out about the money. So she's yelling at you. You're stressed out trying to provide and things end up not working. Had you taken that 25 stacks, got married at the courthouse and invested that bread. Now you're straight. You got a nest egg. You got, you know, you got stuff that you can pull from <clears throat> to exactly. make it through. But if you're not planning, what is what is not the wedding going to cost? But what is this marriage going to cost? It's going to cost you. How much? See what I'm saying? Go ahead, BD. How much is the rent going to be? How much is Ooh. our groceries? How much do you eat? Have you seen her eat <laughs> on the dates? Okay. Because oh, that no, might no, not no, be no. how she eats after the marriage. That's right. They <laughs> lie to you, fellas. They eat, they eat like birds, but eat like lions when they marry, bro. Huh? They eat like birds with dating because they just care so much about the ambiance. Man, ha bro, when I, I remember one time I sat by my wife and heard her eat. <laughs> not heard. <laughs> Her, I said, "What is that? <laughs> you you going in on that, huh?" Right. I ain't never seen you go in like that. I used to eat half your omelets. Right. That's exactly what I say. Like during dates, it was glorious. We go oh. get wings. We got the twenty piece. Oh, I know I'm getting fifteen because I'm eating 15 ten of mine's, and <clears throat> she's not gonna eat but five of hers. So I'm That's eating right. like a king. We got married. I had to fight for my ten. <laughs> she should <laughs> Right. I had to guard to, your food, man. Guard your grill. I got bro, to sneak into sneak into the car, locking the door. She's bro, scratching at the windows. I'm trying to like, tell you. So you gotta you gotta plan for these things. And, so yeah. you gotta get out of that fairy tale idea, man. That's how they make money. They make money off of fairy tales. Nobody makes money off of off of realities. Imagine if all the movies was realities. It won't be they won't be blockbuster hits. Even the superheroes are not superheroes in these movies. You see what I'm saying? So they have right. to they have to show <clears throat> the sauce or the extra, the super, the extra to the ordinary. You know what I'm saying? Because they know that's what sells. And so what happens is if you're insecure, you'll bite the bait. And then all of a sudden they got your money, but now you're broke. You see what right. I'm saying? And and that's the game. And and most people don't think about that going into marriage because they care about like come on man it's crazy how how much money goes into a photo album all you got from that money that you spent were pictures that's all you got <laughs> ain't nobody ain't nobody paying you a tenth of their income for your marriage ain't nobody ain't nobody who it's one thing if people from your wedding still sends you checks every month to support you <laughs> right it's one thing if that venue gives you five other opportunities to use it for free Right. It's one thing if the caterer says, you know what, you get 60% off anytime you can eat from us, 60% off anytime for all that money spent on that on that wedding. Right. No, they got your money and they stored it up. 
But you, on the other hand, spent so much on the wedding, looking good, looking cute, uh, looking handsome. Men don't really care about that. But 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 it's crazy how and ladies, we got to get on you. Stop putting unnecessary pressures for that day. Some I mean, because you don't have to have 40 people there in your in your wedding party. You don't have to get that dress. Five thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars for a dress. Do you know how much? Oh man, it's it's and men too, man. Like you got to, you just you just gotta, you know, we just you just gotta plan. Planning is not easy because now you gotta look at the reality. Because sometimes your bank statements, we don't like to look at our bank statements because our bank statements show us everything about us. Mm-hmm. It shows <coughs> us everything about us, so we don't want to see it. Because if we see it, we got to deal with it. We got to see that we got issues. Because wherever your money flows, it flows right to your idol. Right. Yeah, man. It's. And I'm not saying that, you know, you shouldn't have a wedding. Like, that's, you know, that's up to you. What I'm, what we're saying is you need to prioritize your marriage more so than the wedding. So if you've, you've done you know, the, 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 the groundwork, if you've looked at your bills, you know how much you have coming in and you're good. Like, Hey, we can budget this amount for the wedding. That's not going to hurt us. Like we're good. That's fine. Just make sure that you're doing these other things as well. You're, you're getting to know her. You're asking these questions, you're planning, you're budgeting Mm -hmm. accordingly. If you've done all that, there's nothing wrong with having a marriage. I think that going through that process can be good for a young couple getting to a marriage because it's going to be, to be honest, it's going to be like your first obstacle. Unfortunately, that's really what a marriage a lot of times ends up being. Like some of the most stressed out times that my wife has had was when we first, you know, were planning the marriage and in-laws are putting in their input on how they think this should go and what you should do and, you know, what colors you should have. And so, you know, we had to work through that. I had to be like, babe, this is, this day is for us. Like it is us against the world. I don't care what happens with this wedding. I don't care what your in-laws say. Like it's me and you at the end of the day. So it can be a good thing, you know, for a young couple to go through and, and, you know, get through planning that and pulling it off and everything like that. But it shouldn't be your priority. It should not be, you should have, you, you should be doing groundwork. You should be doing prep work for your marriage primarily. And then the wedding is like, okay, cool. We're going to pull this off too. But we we have done the work and we are ready for marriage. Yeah, man. You got to be a wife before you're a bride. You got to be a husband before you're a groom. And those are those are more than just titles. Those are positions to be stewarded. You know what I'm saying? Like we'll probably later on down the podcast, down the years or months or weeks, we'll talk about um, some more of those things. But real talk, man, um, a husband like just like every job has responsibilities, you know, investigate what those responsibilities are. What are, what are, what are, what would be your roles? What would be my roles? What would be my responsibility? What would be your responsibility? So at least when things catch you off guard, you're able to withstand it because y'all know how to be a team. See, most, most couples get into marriage and they're not even a team. They're, they're two young stars trying to get max deals. You see what I'm saying? They're playing for themselves. They're not playing for the team. Because marriage, at the end of the day, is about what's on the front of the jersey, not the name on the back of the jersey. It's about the team, right? And 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 that's the mindset you got to have before. And so it's unfortunate, BD, how much money goes down the drain, and you have nothing to sustain your marriage. You have all that money go down the drain for your wedding, but you have nothing to sustain the marriage, because marriage is not cute, man. 
marriage is not as attractive as it's made to because the wedding is attractive so people think the wedding and the marriage is like meshed together those are two separate wedding is the day of promotion marriage is the prudence of that promotion that's right the stewardship (laughs) so 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 yeah, y'all look cute online. Everybody's crying because everybody's going to cry. So don't think the Holy Spirit did. The Holy Spirit probably ain't half of these people's <laughs> wedding. People think the Holy Spirit, they're crying, doves flying, people like, oh, this is beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful now. Right. But man, marriage is ugly. Yeah, man. Marriage marriage got landmines. You ain't know it was there. Yeah. Marriage got snipers. Marriage is, woo. And that's a perfect segue into the <clears> next <throat> point. Things. How, how do you know that you're ready to get married? You're willing to accept another person as they truly mm. are. That's good, BD. Okay. Like J.E. just said, marriage is not, it's not pretty, man. Like you have your beautiful moments. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and as a whole, the concept of two people coming together, accepting each other as they really are, having someone who has your back, you know, all the time has having someone who, you know, has your best interests at heart. That is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful concept. Building a family. It's beautiful. Having someone to grow old with beautiful marriage is beautiful, but marriage is hard work and you're going to have to be able to accept that. I think a lot of people go into marriage and relationships and, and things like that, thinking that people are perfect and Especially, I think, in within the context of Christian relationships, because, you know, we're doing the right things. We're not shacking up. You know, you're not living with that person. So what you're seeing is the Insta, the Instagram version of that person that you're dating. Right. Yeah. You're seeing the, 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 the individual that they want you uh, to see. They're seeing you're seeing what they want to portray themselves as a lot of times. And you won't see that real person a lot of times until after you get married, until you move in together. Okay, you know if you can if you can knock out some of uh, some of these things like before you get married, it's great. If you can go ahead and fart around that person, okay, before you get married, do it. <clears throat> let it go. Let a good one go. Let go. Uh, you know what? Let go. Let God. We'll know if y'all meant to be. <laughs> let go and let God. And we'll see if we'll see if y'all were destined to be. We will see. Because that's that's marriage. Okay? You're gonna smell those farts. <laughs> You're gonna BD. smell that morning breath. Yeah, man. They're not gonna have makeup like man, like me like B D said, the prophet B D said many, 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 many podcasts ago. You gonna see that bonnet. You gonna see that bonnet and she gonna and she gonna see you. And and and, and I think what people fail to realize, B D, is that man. You don't know what you got until you got it. So you may, you better make sure you got what God wanted you to get. Because that's the only way you're going to have grace to keep what you got. Because and, imagine imagine if you got someone that wasn't God sent for you, mm-hmm. and you. And you see all of them in their glory. Mm-hmm. Man, because nobody, you don't know how they really eat until you marry them. Mm-mm. You don't know how they handle the house until you, until you marry them. Mm-mm. You don't know. You don't know until you got it. So you better make sure you got what God wanted you to get so you have the grace to keep what you got. So a couple of things there. You have to be solid in your relationship with God and sure. trust, you know, that this is the person that, <clears throat> you know, that he has for you because you're not going to know everything because you're not going to live with him beforehand. And number two, 
you have to be prepared to love that person unconditionally, regardless of what the other side of that fence looks like. So their imperfections, they're going to have them, right? That yeah. doesn't mean that that's not the person that God has for you. Yeah, that's That right. just means that your job is to love them unconditionally. One of the main scriptures that I, you know, focus on as a husband, the Bible tells us to love our wives as Christ loved the church. That's unconditionally. The church ain't perfect. We ain't perfect. You know what I mean? Like God, the Christ loves us and died for us, regardless of the fact that we are terrible at this thing. We, we sin all the time. We don't keep our word and we tell God we're not going to do it anymore. And we do it again. Like we have to repent. Yeah. But he still loves us, right? As ugly as we are, because he sees everything. He sees all the deep, dark secrets that we have that we don't want anyone else to know. That's how mm -hmm. marriage is. You're going to know everything about them that they don't want anybody else to know. You're going to see the side of them that they don't want anyone else to see. And your job is to still love them throughout that. So you have to be willing to accept another person as they truly are. The, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of that. If you're not ready to do that, don't get married. Don't get married, man, because marriage is more of a horror film before it's a love story, man. And what I mean by that is when you're like, think of it. Marriage is like a seed. Once you plant in the ground, you're dead. You're, you're buried. You buried. Do you know how much much a, a plant has to fight through the soil to get some sun and then how much it has to grow through the elements to produce what's in it? Like. Like, like you have to be, y'all both have to be hard workers, man. Y'all got to be able to look at each other and have confirmations knowing that this is what God wants me to do because most people put their best foot forward until they got what they got. And so what happens is once they got married, then they stop, they stop working. You have to understand that person that you're marrying is going to continue to grow. That person that you married at 24, 26 is going to be different by 36. I'm telling mm. you. Because if you think that that person is still going to be the same the way you met them, they should be going upward. But you don't know when she's going to lose a family member. You don't know when life is going to hit. You don't know when when she's never or he's never dealt with something this bad before. You got to be able to be long suffering. The only way you're going to be able to to endure the hardships like a good soldier of marriage is that you got to You got to allow the Holy Spirit to fill you up and to help you bear the fruit. And I talked about this last week on one of my videos. I said, man. Being filled with the Holy Spirit doesn't mean we need more of him. It's that he needs more of us. Like we got to allow him access to every part of our life because, man, marriage is all about patience. Marriage is all about loving the unlovable, being kind when you don't want to be kind, mm. being gentle when you don't want to be gentle, mm. being patient when you don't want to be patient. Why do you think the phrase says long suffering? Marriage, you're going, you're going, because you don't know what season she's going to go through, what season you're going to go through, and you got to suffer long without an expiration date because you don't know how long she's going to endure this, how long he's going to endure it. And most people think, well, you should be over this by three days. No. Do you not know that there will be life events that she it may take her weeks to get over? It might take him months to get over. And you can't wait. You got to continuously to serve that person until that person has 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 overcame. J.E. You preaching. Hey, we about need to charge for this, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That, that's that's the realest thing. Though. Like, that's that's the best advice you can get, man. Like If you are single and you're thinking about getting married, like. All the, 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 the weddings and the stuff that you see on TV, that's cool. And you'll have some of that in marriage. Like I said, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. But make sure you are ready to serve someone else 
when you don't feel like serving. Make oh. sure that you are ready to to encourage someone when you don't feel like encouraging them. Make sure you're ready to apologize when you don't feel like apologizing. And sometimes you might have been right. And sometimes you still got to apologize because it's not about yes. winning. It's not you about know what winning. I mean? Y'all See, are a team now. <clears throat> so it's about let's come to an understanding and an agreement so that we can move forward and have each other's back. It's not about winning anymore. Yeah, you can't stat pile. You can't uh, pile stats in a marriage. It's all about making the best play, making the best play for the team. And most people not ready for that because they have this idea of a man of God, an idea of a woman of God, an idea of a wife. Ideals are confusing because you can implement false ingredients or false uh, ideas that makes that thing better than what you're really going to have. Like you're going to marry an individual. You're not going to marry an idea. Right. See, when you when people think they're marrying an idea, this the idea I have for you to be to me. And then when you realize that that person is a human, that that person is an individual with good days, bad days, very bad days, very good days. Then when that person's uh, uh, interactions with you that are actually uh, a reality comes against your fantasy. Now you in your feelings. You got to You got to be prepared for the the ebbs and flows of the human that you're going to marry because that person is not because if you always think this man of God is going to always want to be there for you, always want to go help you. Don't you know that your man may think about leaving you multiple times? Have you ever thought that maybe your wife may think about, man, I, I question what I've done. Like, like you understand that that it's a battle. It's a warfare. Mm-hmm. It's like the enemy is going to always try to attack your individual to come against your ideas, to have you having negative interactions with them that cause the intimacy to be stifling. And all of a sudden now y'all in, in silos away from each other because your ideas are, are, are didn't get matched. You, you got to understand we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You got to understand, hey, man. We, we got to work. And, and if this is what you're going through right now, and yes, I'm tired. Yes, I'm hungry. Yes, I don't feel like doing it. You got to do it. <clears throat> got to do it. You got to be okay with going without sex. You got to be okay with going out with anything based upon that. that per- you got to take care of that person's emotional need before you care about your physical need. Because mm-hmm. a, a, a woman or a man's mental stability, emotional stability comes before your physical need. Men got to learn how to sacrifice. You Like, bro, bro, one thing about BD can attest as a husband. Oh, man, you sac- <laughs> you sacrifice so much. And you they may not even notice your sacrifice until years later. And you got to swallow that pill. Yeah. It's a lot of sacrifice. It's a lot of sacrifice. But it's a good thing. It's a good it's a it's a good thing when you have the mindset going in the right way. Exactly. If you if you know that it's work and it's good work because every farmer knows producing a garden takes work. Right. Anybody who wants to produce anything of any substantial value know it takes work. If you're afraid of work, you ain't gonna work. You're gonna think, quit. And I think that's the thing, like that people have to understand anything good requires discipline. That's right. And hard work and consistency. So, and I, for, for some reason, people look at relationships and they look at marriage and they think it's just, oh, good, good, good. It's just good, good, good. To get to a good, phenomenal marriage, it takes work. Just like with anything else. If you want to sculpt your body and you want to have that <clears throat> six pack and be right for the summer, 
that the end product is great. You can snap the pictures on the beach, you can put them on Instagram and it looks awesome. But in between where you start and that photo on Instagram is a lot of work, hard work. Not even the work that you see on Instagram where they take the videos of them working out at the gym. <laughs> the, the days that they done, didn't feel like going to the gym and they still went, that's where that six pack comes from. It's the days that you don't want to do it. The days in marriage that you man, you had a long day at work, you tired, you hungry, and you come home and your wife has had a rough day as well, and you sacrifice, you know, you really just want to sit down and be to yourself and go play a video game to get your mind off of it, but you sit down and you, you listen to her and you vent. Those are the days that make a beautiful marriage. Those are the days that she realizes that you have her back unconditionally, you're willing to sacrifice for her and vice versa. You'll have days where, you know, she, she holds you up. That's the beauty of marriage. It's the process. And, and, and there you go. People understand how, how much of a cancer selfishness is. Right. They don't know how much, you don't know how selfish you are until you have to be selfless. And I, and I think people fail to realize that you can't skip steps, man. If discipline requires you not to skip steps, like you can go, like BD said with his analogy, you can go get surgery and get a six pack, but it's going to be complications with that surgery because it's unnatural. It's the unnatural process to get a thing. Anytime you get a thing outside of its unnatural process, you will have complications. And when you do anything without God, because God in his relationship with you as a single person will help you understand because, because God acts like God. A God acts a certain kind of way with you and him to prepare you for the unexpected things. You see, see, he, he preps you for the marriage. And, and, and if you don't, if he's not your source and not your foundation, you are not going to have the fruits to be able to have the nutrients to take care of that person in need. And I just think people just not ready. They look at the wedding and in the back of most of those people's minds, they're scared to death because they don't know what they got themselves into, but they have to keep a smile on their face. Because everybody came to see them on a great, wonderful day. And you got to be honest with yourself and say, you know what? I don't care if you about to get married right now and you know you're not ready. I don't care if you already got the venue. I don't care if you already got the, the date set. I don't care if you already got the colors and the suits. I don't care if they got their plane tickets. I'd rather for you to make everybody... Uh, at, uh, at <clears throat> I, I'd rather for you to inconvenience everyone else for a day than to inconvenience yourself for me for years. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so we're going to go ahead and go to uh, we'll go ahead and go to the next point. And it kind of plays in uh, with the one that we just talked about, accepting someone as they truly are. So um, in marriage, like it's inevitable that you're going to have disagreements because you have two different people coming together and, you know, Maybe you didn't do as much of the prep work as you, you know, you should have done. Or maybe even if you did some of the prep work, there's things that are going to come up that you guys are going to disagree on, right? How do you know that you're ready for marriage? You know how to argue, okay? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know that's not a lot of that thing that a lot of people think about when they, when they think about marriage. Oh, we're not going to argue, you know, everything's going to, we're going to walk in love and everything. It, no, you're not. No, okay. You're not. not all the time. There's going to be disagreements. There's going to be arguments, but it's, it's, it's knowing <clears throat> how to argue, knowing how to make your point 
in love and, 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 and maintaining a certain level of respect within that argument. A lot of times people, you know, they run into these disagreements, these, you know, uh, differing stances on whatever the point or, you know, is, and they lash out and they get defensive and they get offensive. And, you know, you say things that you can't take back. Can't take back. You know what I mean? This isn't, you're not dating anymore. You have to live with this person. So the things that you say, you got to go to bed with that person. And will be used against you. More importantly, can and will be held against you in the court of the rest of your life. They they don't forget, BD. They're not going to forget. Some things that you say... It's like toothpaste out of the 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 the, the, right. the toothpaste. Like you you can't you can't put it back in there. You can't unsay it. So if you can't control your emotions in the heat of an argument, and you you automatically go to like you know going below the belt. Like whenever we would have like freestyle battles back in college. One thing about Je. <laughs> Come on. Hey, one thing you knew about J.E., man, he was always going to go below the belt, below man. The belt. I'm going like, to hurt, hurt you where it hurts the most. <laughs> like you talking about your elbow. <laughs> you were throwing back lyrical barbs, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of, you know, surface level stuff. Here come J.E. <laughs> Some stuff that you got. You, you only, you're the only person that knew that, bro. Like, you just had to throw that. Yeah, that's bro, what, that's, why, that's why, B.D., that's why, let me, side note. Never try to person... That you confide in. <laughs> Never try the person you confide in, because he that he or she holds all your dirt. But and that's the thing tr- about marriage. That is the person Ooh. that you confide in. Yeah. Man. So, and that's why. <clears throat> that's why if you are not prepared to hold another person's secrets, if you are not prepared to hold another person's insecurities, and not use that against them then you're not ready to get married because you're going to know all those things. And then you're going to get in an argument and your instinct is going to be, oh, I got this on you. I know what pushes your button. I know what your deepest insecurities are. You can use that against that person in that moment. And if you're not ready for marriage, if you don't have that level of maturity, you're going to throw that out there and it's going to really hurt that person. And over time, those build up, man. And what those build is a wall. Over That's years, right. it's a wall. And after that wall has been built over <clears> years <throat> of verbal abuse, you throwing out stuff, using stuff against them that they confided in you. Once that wall is built, it's a wrap. It really is. Like it, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of Jesus uh, to undo that wall once you've built that up. So how do you know you, you, you're ready to be married? You got to know how to argue in love. Yeah, you got to know when to walk away. Right. Before she walks behind that wall. You see what I'm saying? And 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 that's one thing that most people have to check at the door, the front door of marriage is what am I insecure about? Because the only reason why we yell and get upset is because we either hold an insecurity or we don't practice the word of God that says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. I think it's very important for couples to understand it is your responsibility not to hold a thing. And so what the thing is, is that if you really bothered by something, most of the, most arguments, especially in my marriage, has been miscommunications. It's, it's miscommunication. All, all we had to do was to say, OK, what did you mean by that? 
Because from because both people come into the marriage with two different experiences, two different backgrounds, uh, two different tones, two different uh, expressions. And so what happens is you may be one way, but that person receives another way. But if y'all never, if y'all let stuff sit in your heart too long, then when that person just forgets to wash the dishes or that person forgets to do this, that's when, that's when everything boils over. And now that person is extra defensive because they didn't do nothing wrong at that moment. I work at elementary school. I tell teachers, don't punish a kid two days later for what he did two days ago because he done got over it. But then now you've given him all this negative energy two days later. And now the kid is extra mad because the kid's like, well, what, okay, you, you got to communicate at the moment of offense. You can't hold the offense so long that all of a sudden you blow off on this person. This person's like, I didn't even know I did that. And that boils down to, I believe, insecurities. It boils down to poor um, emotional uh, management. And, and you got to be able to vent to God because God is the only one that can handle the hottest stuff off your heart. Humans don't have that. God is able. You can you can get mad. You can cuss and God can handle it. God, you can. I hate this person. I want to leave. God can handle all that. But your significant other can't. Mm -mm. So if you hold it so long yet, yeah, see, people don't think that the stove is on high. So if you leave, if you leave a water on, on a medium or low, it'll eventually start boiling. So you don't think you think, well, I'm not super hot, but if you right. leave the stove on for a long period of time at, at a, at no matter what temperature, it will eventually boil. So you have to say, you know, let me turn the heat off. Let me go to God, cool myself down. And most of the times you won't even get to the opportunity to argue or to communicate your premises because you realize this ain't even worth me messing over this person's good day because the devil loves working that way, man. He knows your husband's having a good day. He knows your wife having a good day. And so what he does, he has you foster these feelings for a long period of time. So that person don't even feel like being around you because then they got to walk on eggshells around. It, it just makes things complicated because you don't know how to handle your own emotions and you don't know how to process the offense because most of the things we have argued about, we can't even remember we, what we argued about. Even in the middle of the argument, we don't even know. It's because we held four or five offenses that if we would have dealt with them on the day that we was offended, we wouldn't even have this blow up right now. Yep. I think that's um, that's definitely an important thing that you have to know and be able to do is to walk away sometimes and go to God. A lot of times if you do that, you will avoid a lot of arguments and it'll just become a discussion. Just by, the time you go. Go, <clears throat> by the time you go to uh, go to God and be like, hey, God, this is the situation. Like, we disagreeing, da-da-da-da-da. I promise you, you spend some time with God, he's going to be like, look, have you tried thinking about it from her point of view? Here's how That's she's right. feeling about it. Here's how you're feeling about it. Keep in mind that this is the help meet that I provided for you. Keep in mind that she's held Keep you down. Mind. Keep in mind all the things that she's done for you. And by the time you do all that, when you go back, it's like, okay, look this is my wife. Like, I love her. This is my husband. I love him. Like he's held me down. Like he's, uh, he's amazing. I don't want to, I don't want to hurt him over this. Like, look at this issue. Isn't even that serious. So you have to look at the grand scheme of things. And listen, the Bible says love keeps no record of wrong. You yep. cannot, you cannot keep it. You got it. You got to have amnesia. You got it. You got to chart it up that this is the one guy has me. That person is growing. That person will like you got to marriage is all about grace <clears throat> because yes. 
people going to make mistakes. And if you don't have grace, if everything is so cookie cutter and perfect, you're not going to give that person the grace they need. Grace is what helps people grow. You got to go into marriage with with the right expectations. And the only thing that you can express is grace. It, that's why you need to make sure it's confirmed by God, because God will get you only have the grace for one person or or for some people, maybe a group of people. Right. You only have a certain amount of grace for there's just certain type of women that I just could never see myself with. I don't have the grace for they don't make them a bad woman. I just don't have the grace for that. I, I just don't. And, and if you have God in the midst of your life, he'll teach you how to give grace because your wife, your husband will make mistakes. And most arguments comes because one person doesn't have a grace for that person to grow. And if you really looked at what they did, they probably did it out of ignorance. They did it out of out of out of whatever, but it wasn't out of spite. And so you can't keep record of wrong, man. You got to be able to say, OK, you we did wrong. We made a mistake. Now, how do we grow from this? Because emotions will blind you for the from the reasons why you with that person the emotions when you leave them to stay at that level will blind you from the facts you got to find the facts behind every feelings if not your feelings will run damn it i mean not well, they'll dominate <laughs> your feelings will run dominant <clears throat> and and um yeah next point <laughs> that's the first cuss word i said in 10 years, 16 years. I think, I think it was unintentional. It was unintentional, guys. I was trying to say dominant, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll go on to the next point and the final point. And the final point is that you've lived your life. And what yeah. I mean by that is you you don't want to get into it. So when you get into a marriage, you're going to like you're you're sacrificing yourself, your life, and you are combining. You're you're joining with another person, so it's not just your life anymore. It's not just your decisions. It's not just your desires. It is the life of another person, and the the, the desires of another person. As a man, you're responsible for that other person. Yeah. Um, y'all are coming together. Right. So what you don't want is to come together in a marriage and it's all kosher for the first couple of years. But what will happen if you haven't really lived your life um, prior to getting married is you start to resentment starts to seep in and you're like, man, I don't get to do the things that I used to be able to do. I had, you know, I had this dream that I didn't really fully pursue. And now I don't have time to do it because mm. I have responsibilities. I have my wife, I have kids that I'm responsible for and rightfully so, but I never got to really uh, pursue that dream that I had. I never really got to, you know, uh, uh, maximize my capabilities in this area. And so that's <clears throat> why I say before you get married, you need to make sure that's the time right to if you wanted to you thought about starting a business start that business before you get married that's the time to you wanted to uh pursue your 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 musical career do it before you get married you wanted to get your master's degree do it before you get married not to say that you can't do these things after marriage i would recommend you do them before because you never know 
what's going to happen in marriage. You don't know if that other person's going to get sick. You don't know what's going to happen with your kids. You don't know what's going to happen with their in-laws. Like life happens. And when you get married, your primary responsibility is your wife, is your family. It's not those other things per se. It's your wife and it's your family. So live your life, pursue your interests, pursue your dreams, do those things before you get married. I'm not saying that once you get married, it's over for any dreams that you might have, but it's going to be significantly more difficult. So do those things before you get married. And then when you get married, you already know either you're established and hey, you got that business running. Hey, I got my business. Now I got my wife. Like we're good to go. Don't get married and then be like, hey, babe, I'm quitting my nine to five. I'm starting a business. She's going to look at you like you're crazy. She's going to get you crazy. And, and people understand the importance of the assignments of their single years. Like there, you have all the time in the world to get done what you need to get done. Because I promise you, resentment will build. That's why I'm so glad, man. I wrote six books, created two card games, I had 1,500 videos before I got married. So now when I get married, I don't built, I don't, I don't, I'm good. Like I can still write books, but I'm ready now to... Because I don't, I don't empty myself of, 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 I found myself. You see what I'm saying? Now I'm excited about what he wants us to do. I don't did enough what I'm supposed to do. Now is what we're supposed to do. And that's what happens when you transition from marriage. It becomes like, you know, um, now I'm on a team. Now I got to, now, because if you're not ready, like BD said, don't do it. If you know for a fact that, and you know how it is when you meet somebody and it starts getting serious. But then you and when it gets serious, it starts separating you away from what you really want to do. And then all of a sudden, you know, said, I love you so quickly. Now, all of a sudden, you're already talking about marriage within the fourth month. All of a sudden, now y'all planning for the marriage by the ninth month. And all of a sudden, now you're at the altar. You're like, oh, shoot, this, I got here so quickly. And then you look back at your singleness and be like, man, but I could have got this. I'm telling you, when you get married, your time is cut in half. And, and that's why, fellas, don't pursue a woman until you're done. Ladies, don't open yourself up to be pursued until you're ready, until you like, you know what? I have lived my singleness. I have lived. And we're not talking about I'm tired of being single. No, I've I've lived. Like I'm 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 ready to to cut my time for my side in half. Like for me, all the stuff I did, BD, I'm making money off of all those books I wrote, all those videos I've done. Um, that, those what you do in your single life will support your married life. It will support it. But if you have nothing to support it and then try to support it in the marriage, it's going to cause conflict because y'all don't even know what y'all want to do. You got to know yourself. So if you know your own personal mission, you will be able to recognize the mission that God's going to have for you and the person he has for you. But if you unsure about yourself and then try to find yourself in a marriage, it's nothing but confusion, my friend. Yeah. And that's the advice that I would give, especially talking, you know, primarily it goes for both male and female. But here on the Good Guys podcast, we don't do a lot of talking to men um, just as far as, you know, like the, the ways that you should carry yourself and what your responsibilities are, because I think that's important. And I think, you know, that's not really pushed in society. But before you get married, I would recommend like, you know what I mean? Start that business then. Like whatever, whatever passion it is, whatever you feel like, you know, your calling is like, do it before, because your responsibility as a man is to provide for your family. Right. So if, if you are going to, you know, provide for your family in the best way possible, 
first of all, you know, it's going to be using whatever gift God has given you. So, you know, pursue that first. Pursue that. And whether that's, you know, do you doing your own thing or whether that's within the um, a nine to five, that's there's nothing wrong with that. No wrong. With that. Um, but just make sure that you are ready to provide before you get married. Don't, you know, don't get married and then try to, you know, come up. Like I said, it can be done. That's what I did. <laughs> so, you know, J.E. did it the right way. I'm speaking from experience. I probably rushed into it and we had some times where we struggled because of it. So what I would say, like, you don't rush into marriage as a man. Get yourself stable. Get your, you know, your finances together so that when you go to that woman of God, you're like, hey, I'm ready to provide and fulfill my, you know, um, obligation to you. I'm ready to provide. I'm not telling you a dream. I'm not telling you what I'm about to do or what I might do or what I had thought about doing. Like, I've done it. I'm ready. Now I'm ready for you to join me and for us to fulfill God's calling for us as a couple. You get, you can't sell a dream. You got to offer her reality. And if, and if you don't really want to show her just your reality, then it's not wise for you to reach out to her. And and I think a lot of men, um, because when I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this, <clears throat> it's not fair for them to deal with your resentment for something that you should have done yourself. Resentment is toxic. And sometimes a lot of men have to look themselves in the mirror and say, you know what? I should, man, you, you cannot allow her to even pressure you if, when you're not ready, do not allow a woman to pressure you when you know you're not ready because you will be resentful. Right. You will be like the resentful is inevitable when you reach into something that you're not ready for. And, and, and you knew going in, you wasn't ready, but you allowed the pressures. Men have to withstand pressure. I rather for her feelings to because if because if she's meant it's, it's OK to be honest, because honesty will let you know if that person's for you. Yeah. If, if, but the, but it, it, it comes at your feet, fellas. You shouldn't even pursue her because you weren't even ready in the first place. You shouldn't right. have took her out on those many days. You should not have sold her a dream. You should not have told her you loved her. You shouldn't have got in her pants. You shouldn't have done all that stuff because now her emotions involved. Now you gave her a, st- a status and a title and you put the picture on Instagram for everyone to see. It's hard to moonwalk out of that, my brother. It's best <laughs> not to walk in that than to try to moonwalk through all of that stuff. Right. So you just got to be a man enough to say, you know what? I'd rather disappoint you now than to drastically hurt you later because I sold you a dream. Right. So you got to be ready, man. And, and, and you got to be married to your purpose, man. You got to be married to God. You got to be married to yourself. You got to be in a bond and a contract with yourself and God first, because that I'm telling you, it'll make being married easier. And I'm not saying marriage is easy. It just make you be able to know at least resentment is not going to be part of this equation. Right. At least that see, singleness is about making sure that a lot of things would not be a part of the equation. In the marriage, mm-hmm. it's is how can I eliminate the most out of this from my end, and right. trust that God will deliver your significant other on their end. So when y'all come together, it's more about handling what's thrown at you versus throwing things at each other. That's it. All right. Well, that's all four points that we had um, for how you know when you're ready to get married. I hope that was beneficial hope that added value to our uh our listeners 
Um, if it did, hop in the comments. Let us know uh, what you thought about those points, and let us know if you have some any other uh, any other points that you think of. Any married folk that have any advice that you want to throw in there for sure. Any single folk, hey, you can throw in um, things that you look for as well. Um, but definitely do that. With that said, we're going to switch into the final segment of the episode for today. We've got a this or that. Mm, I love that. Now we're talking about marriage. Okay. And when you, you know, when you get married, you have to start thinking about things differently. Okay. You have to start thinking about longevity, Mm. you know, being around for your spouse for a long time. Long time. So a lot of times we talk about food here on the Good Guys podcast, and it's not healthy no. at all, the foods that we talk about. But today, today, J.E., we're going to talk about this or that, two food groups that <clears throat> will allow us as men to stay healthy and stay alive longer for our spouses and our family. That's right. Fruits or veggies. Ooh. I know vegetarians are like, oh, wow, finally. Right. (laughs) And vegans. This or that. One of these has to go. You can never have any fruit anymore or you can never have any veggies anymore. BD. This may be one of the most difficult ones. This is tough. If you can't have fruit, that means no smoothies. Oh. Oh, man. Like, bro, but the veggies, bro, the veggies go hard, bro. Mm. It's not because what you're going to see. See, we didn't say no meat. Let's make it clear. BD didn't say nothing about um, um, no meat at all. Vegetables cooked in meat. Nah, bro. So, so you got them collards, BD. <laughs> Mm. One thing about vegetables, bruh, vegetables can be naughty. Oh, boy. Vegetables can be bad. You can't really make fruit bad, bro. But but fruit juices. Oh, what are you going to wash down the... Oh. Mm, That's your juices. That's your juices, J.E. That's your juices, BD. That's the juices, man. Okay, let's 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 process this before okay. before I overreact. All right. Which one was the first one? Vegetables? Fruits or vegetables? Fruits. Man, fruits are refreshing. Yes, they are. Fruits are very refreshing, man. There's nothing like oh grapes. Is grapes a fruit? It, very much so. Yes. Man, man, grapes. Pineapples, all oh. grapes. Pineapples. What's your favorite fruits, BD? My favorite fruits is grapes, pineapples, pears. Um, I'm really I, watermelon may be like my bottom, bottom fifteen, bro. Uh, grapes. Hold on, grapes, pears, pineapples, a good orange. Oh man, that's all. Because when you pour, that's all they give you as a kid. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? BD had BD had exotic fruits, probably had kiwi in the kitchen, probably had mangoes. Hey, that's on my list. <laughs> kiwi See, BD, is delicious. BD, I didn't have kiwi until I was about 28. 
It's honest truth. I'm telling you. I don't think I had kiwi. I had kiwi punch in there somewhere. And as a girl, I had the I had the fake uh, 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 artificial kiwi in, wow. in, in my fruitopia. Kiwi's delicious. But man, BD was going to the kitchen. <laughs> oh, I got got bananas. I can pick from the bananas. I can get kiwi. <laughs> Mom, what's this? Oh, babe, that's a uh, dragon fruit. Oh, wow, dragon, dragon fruit. <laughs> Me, there's only three vegetables I had my whole life, BD. Fruits. Three fruits I had my whole life. Bananas, mm-hmm. apples, and oranges. That's mm-hmm. all I had. The <laughs> basics. The basic. <laughs> Mama looking at kiwi. We ain't getting that. <laughs> Got that big old with the orange with the whole inside taken out. <laughs> the whole, it, man, big bag of oranges, bro. I'm sitting as a kid. My mom wouldn't even help me. I had to peel my own orange, bro. No passion uh, and fruit, no, pa- <laughs> no, no passion in my house, bro. No my mom, my mom probably that. thought it was essential and was like, "We not bringing, we not bringing no mm-hmm. passion that's fruit." The, that. that's, that's the fruit of the, the devil, that's right the there. Of, that's the fruit that she gave. He gave me passion. Ah, fruit. That's the fruit. He gave me. My, I ain't give my son. He ain't get no passion. The only passion he has for the Lord. <laughs> give no kiwi. Kiwi sounds like kinky. My mom was like, "No kiwi in the house." <laughs> We ain't having no we ain't kinkiness. Having no kinky fruit up in here. <laughs> that's why. That's kiwi, why. Mom. That's why BD was so kinky. We had kiwi at an early age. <laughs> See, that's um, why. But yeah, that's all I had, man. Was apples, oranges, and apples, bro. Apples, oranges, and bananas, bro. The basics, bro. <clears throat> okay. But man, man, there's something about fruit though that's good. But vegetables, mm. collard greens, man. Mm-hmm. Sweet potato casserole is a vegetable. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, yes. bro, all sides to me are vegetables. <laughs> mashed wow. potato, mashed potatoes are vegetable. <laughs> no, I don't. Is potatoes a vegetable? Bro, I was poor, bro. I ain't, we ain't had no classifications growing up. All oh. I knew was this was ve- sides were vegetables. Okay, now if sides <clears throat> as a whole are vegetables, then that's gonna be an easy win. Okay, never mind. Let's. Cause maybe my mom was telling me to starch, but I made I ate all my mashed potatoes and eat all the peas. Um. Okay. Man, this is tough, man, because green beans are good. Oh, oh, beans are not vegetables, are they? No. Yes, okay. they are. Beans are ve- Okay, beans. Green bean casserole. Mm. <laughs> Black eyed peas, bro. Mm. Collards, bro. Mm-hmm. Oh, the broccoli casserole. Oh, bro- uh, broccoli cheese casserole from Cheddar's. Oh. Bruh, I haven't had a fruit in months. So oh. <laughs> no, nah, I've, I've had fruit. I'm just talking about, I've had more vegetables than I have fruit. If you tell it up how much I have had in the last five years, mm-hmm. I, just, I think fruit's got to go because vegetables, man, you can put meat in it. You can't put meat in fruit, bruh. And, and also, fruit has a greater chance of not being... You don't know what you got until you bite them sometimes. You don't know if it's ripe. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can do all the squeeze and stuff. You can do, But until you bite into that orange, you don't know how sweet it is. You know what I'm saying? Until you bite in an apple, you don't know how great that apple's been. I think, bro... Ah, that means no fruit juices, bro. Bro. It's a tough one. I guess I have to do a V8s, bro. Nah, man, this is tough. This is the toughest one, BD. I'm I'm not gonna answer until I hear yours, man. 
because I think you helped me, man. So I'm gonna hear yours, man, and see if see if there's anything that you have to say that can sway me in the right direction. <clears throat> um, for me, I had more exotic fruits growing up. I didn't, BD. You know, I didn't. We had the mangoes. We had the kiwis. Y'all had mangoes, bruh. Yeah. Man, I don't think I've ever had a mango in my life except for in juice form. I've really never had a mango before. It's delicious. Oh, my granddad had a peach tree, so I had peaches growing up. That's Ooh, that's the peaches. Mm. The greatest, mm. the greatest juice of all juices mm. is juices with peach in it. I remember I went to this person's wedding when I was like 15 or 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And they poured into my glass peach punch. Mm. I tasted that peach punch, man, and it changed my... Bruh, you remember the knee highs? Yes. Oh, the knee highs, bruh. Mm. The greatest soda of all time. That's right. Peach. <sighs> For that reason... Primarily, I think for the juices, I I need fruit juice in my life. I think veggies are going to have to go. My reason, because it comes to, so I'm going to lose some sides. Okay. I'm going to lose some potato casserole. That's a hard loss, BD. It is. That's like LeBron leaving Cleveland, bro. But I still have macaroni and cheese. I still have French fries. Oh, I still have what other sides? What about baked beans, BD? Please tell me baked beans aren't a vegetable. Oh, I think beans would fall under that category technically. I think that's going to be a vegetable. No no beanies and winnies, bro? (laughs) See, I grew up, you grew up with, you grew up with baked beans. (laughs) I grew up with beanies and winnies, bro. But like, yeah, I mean, if you think it like those are tough losses, but if if you take away fruits, what am I going to drink? I am stuck between water and soda. I don't like either one of them, quite frankly. I love water. I, I don't know. I can't. I have a hard time drinking water on its own. I have to. Put you know like why? You know, you know, you know why, it. BD? <laughs> you grew up. You grew up. Five percent of your youth of beverage was water. When I opened up the fridge, all I saw was off brand breeder <laughs> as a filter water source. Still taste the tap, you mom. Got the Still taste water. I got the off brand water filter. Still taste the tap. <laughs> filter ain't changed in years. We still thinking we get filtered water. You know what I'm saying? Thinking that water's filtered. That water ain't filtered. That filter's nah, been on there for years. That filter's been on there for years, man. I'm still drinking like I'm going to be all right. It's going to be all right. All I saw in the fridge was water, milk, and orange juice. So water, that's all I had. UBD, open up the fridge. You think you had the fruit, you had the juice aisle at Food Line. Mm. No, no, you never shopped at Food Line. That was beneath you. Where did y'all go? Harris Teeter. Yeah. Bruh, me and my mom never went to Harris Teeter until, bruh, until I was in college, bruh. It was buy low and food line, bro. <laughs> and when I we went, I mean, it was a giant penny. We used to live by the giant penny. 
point. The giant penny, boy. That's when you know it's real. You know you poor when you're the giant penny. Oh, my wife, okay, you got the, you got the, uh, what you got on? Where you going, oh, cute? Where you going? You told me you're going to a baby, a, a wedding shower, a baby, you going to a baby shower like that? I have to look cute. You don't got to look cute in no baby shower. <laughs> Why you got a uh, Pharaoh's chain on? Ooh. Oh, you made me pancakes? <laughs> Argument. <laughs> she know how to argue. Exactly. If you want to guy. win an argument, there you go, BD. Tell them what you got to do. Know your spouse. All right? Mm-hmm. If you know that you're about to do something that may be controversial, know your spouse. <laughs> you see, she knew, she knew that she was about to walk out the house looking good. But she knew that he would have questions about that. And so she planned accordingly. She said, she if I make this man pancakes, whatever is going on, he will completely forget about. Completely forget about. I got. No. I, I don't have no problems now because I got pancakes. Hmm. And I may be able to pan some. Let me stop. Wow. <laughs> but anyway, you're right, BD. But see, the reason why you love fruit juices, man, you grew up with juices, bro. Mm-hmm. To me, bro, I grew up very hydrated. Okay. With no contaminations, bro. Yeah, it was contamination because in the Definitely hood, them pipes, them pipes, yeah, them pipes was bad. Those not the same pipes that run out to South uh, South Charlotte. Nah, it's ain't the same, same pipes. pipes. Nah, it's the same pipes, mm-hmm. bro. They ain't the same pipes that run out to Valentine. Maybe, maybe that's why I'm so aggressive. <laughs> maybe that's why I'm so petty, bro. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's the mm-hmm. water I grew. <clears throat> but BD, you have a point, man. It's very hard to see juices go. But honestly, bro. Mm-hmm. Fruits gotta go for me, bro. I'm sorry. I'm a vegetable man. I'm a veggie man. Wow. Veggie man, veggie man. Yeah, that's me. Okay. Cause, bro, I can I can go without juices, bro. Because I drink water to this day. To this day, I drink water, bro. And I enjoy it. Okay. Right. I, fruits gotta go, man. Except for peaches. <laughs> peaches to me is not Again. a fruit. Again, that's not how this works. Yep. Peach is <laughs> Peach is a vegetable. And true to form, Jazzy has. Peach is a to vegetable to me, bro. The yep. rules of the game yep. and included peaches, despite the fact that they are very much a fruit. Nah, I hate vegetables, bro. Wow. Ooh, peach cobbler. Yeah. Keep it up. No, no, you cannot. It's a dessert. You didn't see. It's it, it. The peaches are gone though, so you're just eating cobbler. Hey, that's still good too. <laughs> Take the pizza. All right, hop in the comments. Oh, let us bro, know. No pineapples in my pizza, bro. Oh, no pineapples on your pizza. No, I'm straight. Hop in the comments. Let us know which one has to go for you, whether it is fruits or veggies. I'm interested to see these results. I think fruits gotta stay. You know, vegetables. I like sweets, I guess. I like sweets. So, fruit's got to go. Uh, stay. Veggies got to go. But let us know. Um, J.E., you got a weekly nugget of truth for us. Yeah, man. What you practice in your single life, you will perform in your married life. Mm-hmm. So, practice matters. So, get to work. Get in that gym. And don't care about people seeing your highlights. Make sure that you, in those dim lights in the gym, getting your work in. Because you will perform. At the level of your practice. If you practice poorly, you'll perform poorly. So practice hard, my friends, so that you can perform perform well when you're in the next phase of your life. 
All right. Well, that is all we've got for you guys here today here at the Good Guys Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I definitely uh, know that I enjoyed making it for you guys. Oh, yeah. Me too. I'm sure Josh did as well. All right. If you have been watching the Good Guys Podcast, and I know some of you are out there, you've been watching the Good Guys Podcast, but you haven't hit that subscribe button, I need you to make a commitment to the Good Guys Podcast, okay? You hit that subscribe button, hit the bell, so that you get post notifications. Help us out, guys. 200 away from 1,000, which is a major milestone for us, okay? Hop in the comments, get engaged with us, hit that like button. I want to see 100 likes because we get more than 100 views. That's right. I want to see 100 likes, guys. And, 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 and listen, man, they say haters watch your stuff more than your supporters. If you a hater, why? <laughs> just, just like, just like it. You you know it's good. You know it's good. So you might as well hit that like button. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Comment. Help us out here at the Good Guys Podcast. Um, side note: Check out the Boopies Group. We got oh, yeah. a new uh, blog up a couple days ago. I've got another one that I'm going to drop. I think this weekend. So check out the Boopies Crew. I'm back rolling on that. I got sidetracked for a little while. Um, other than that. Happily married man, humble father of four. He is Joshua as a slim red, happily married as well. We're the Good Guys Podcast. We're out. Peaches.